Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ghosties and goblins and ghouls. Oh my. But why do we celebrate this creepy holiday and what is its purpose? Stay tuned to hear all about that on The Reluctant Historian. What's up, everybody? I'm Liz Lawson, and this is our Reluctant Historian. Dakota Lawson. This is the podcast where I try to show my husband that history is actually cool. So, if you love history... Or you absolutely hate it. This podcast is for you. I, I Sorry, I gotta interrupt. I, I feel like, as you were talking, and I, I know why you maybe didn't do this, because like you might not have thought of it, but I thought of the perfect introduction. So, um, okay, what, what's your introduction? Say it again. Well, can I do our land recognition? No, no, no. Hold on. Ghosties and goblins and ghouls. No, 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 no. The, the what's up, everybody? Well, what's up, everybody? I'm Liz Lawson, and this is our reluctant historian. Dakota Lawson. Okay, go ahead. This is the podcast where I try to show my husband that history is, is actually... actually ghoul. Oh. But uh, let's do a random ne- le- election. Let's do our land election, okay? Uh, as a colonizer... <laughs> No, okay, let's do a RAN recognition. This is a serious part. We would like to begin by recognizing that we are recording on Treaty 6 territory and the homeland of the Métis Nation. We make this acknowledgement and recognition that we are settlers here on the land that belongs to the many different First Nations of Turtle Island. Uh, So what do you think we're talking about today? Uh, how I fucking nailed that intro. That was a good one. That was a good one. Thank you. I thought thought I I was like, I was like, that's pretty funny. I should say that and interrupt our very serious part about our land recognition. Yes. Um, so, yeah, we're, uh, I, I guess I, w- I would guess that it's like, why is Halloween about uh, demonic shit? <laughs> I mean, close. I, we're, we're actually just going to look at like, what is the history of Halloween? Okay, cool, cool. Is this our... This, this is, is our, our last. last ho- this is our last October episode. Oh, okay, I was because when because we haven't recorded in a couple weeks. No, we did a twosome. <laughs> yeah, we. <laughs> Not as cool as a we, threesome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, oh, <laughs> we're yeah, we're re- <laughs> me and my wife. We're really into twosomes. <laughs> you know, just having you know monogamous sex. <laughs> Stop it. Uh, so. So, uh, yeah, we haven't recorded in a while, so, uh, cause we were so busy just, like, just having Movie? twosomes, you oh. know? Just, like, having lots of twosomes. Stop it! And, <laughs> so, we, uh, I actually forgot we were still in, in our Halloween, you know, thing, so yeah. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah, we're looking into, um, the history of Halloween, cause I didn't get into it last year, so I figured I'd get into it this year. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, what's your golden nugget? Well, I don't know. I have no. You have no idea I, what happened. I don't even know I what it mean, could be. it could be that we're in a new house. It could be that. Uh, but, Who knows? but maybe not. But maybe maybe not. not. Maybe yeah. I want to talk about twosomes. 
twosomes <laughs> and, and how they i was gonna say poop so i feel like our yours is better <laughs> because yeah. uh, anytime we we do a test on this podcast i i always end up segueing into poop mm-hmm. and not like i okay that makes it sound like i'm like a like a tech billionaire from you know uh fucking san francisco or whatever or la and i'm on my Segway, and then i drive <laughs> through some poop and be like hey this is google you don't poop on the street okay i know it's san francisco but fuck actually i think i think google's in la but for my joke there's a lot of poop on the streets of san francisco actually we saw poop on the street recently outside our lawyer's office yes we did but and i'm uh, like what is this san francisco yeah so where were we (laughs) yeah it was like where are you going on this tangent you've been doing that a lot lately getting onto like these weird random tangents for recently as in my entire life no like recently since you went on your concerta which is like strange that is strange because you know it should should do the opposite yeah it should focus me (laughs) yeah so i don't know i'm going on a higher dose tomorrow so i i I think it's that you're more like feeling confident about yourself so you're Mm. like i'm just gonna fucking talk and not really care what anybody else yeah i mean this is my podcast (laughs) you guys are just living in it so okay but back to the house dear the house what do you think of the house? I love it. It's so nice. I mean, I thought that I would want to live in like an older little bungalow that we could like renovate and do cool things with, but no. Nah. I like living in this brand new suburban fucking I'm a Karen neighborhood. And what can I say? Dakota knows best. I guess so. Yeah. So no, our house is beautiful. I love it. It is. Yeah. We uh, we we watched our first. Uh, uh, like we set up our TV yesterday. I mean, we've been here about a week now, and we mm-hmm. finally got our TV set up, and uh, it was just nice to, um, yeah, nice to watch. Uh, we watched the uh, new She Hulk. We finished it. We finished She Hulk, which was fucking awesome. Yeah, it was, it was so good. It's a really good show. Also, I know her. So yeah, yeah, she's <laughs> um, so Tatiana. If you're listening, I mean, <laughs> hit us up, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just been cool. We actually. I just was thinking about this today. I'm like, we didn't even take a picture of us in front of the house yet. I know. We need to before snow. Yeah. And then we'll we'll post it so you guys can see. You yeah. Know, um, but blur what, out the what all this, so you can't what all this, What all your uh, podcast, all this, uh, these podcast dollars are going towards, you Absolutely. know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What do you think of the house? It's, yeah. It's fantastic. We're in my uh, new office, which... I love the fact that you have been like... It's our office, dear. It's our office. But then literally every time we talk about it, you're like, my office. Yeah, well, you do that with <laughs> everything else. Like, oh, oh I my missed bed. my bed. <laughs> and it's like, oh, what am I? Dog shit that somebody from Google drives through on their Segway? I, I, yeah, so this office, we're obviously going to do certain things. Like, like I, I let you pick up, put up pictures. Of you your, let me. You and your sister and of me and our dogs. And we're going to put up your squishmallows yeah. in a hammock Which in will corner. be really nice because they're going to make like dampening sounds, That'll, which will be really that good will be for cool. the podcast. Yeah. And, but this room is a lot smaller. Hopefully the audio sounds better than it yeah, did who knows? before. It sounded really good in uh, my sister's basement. Did it? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see if this keeps the... Yeah. Good. I think... I as, don't know. The I think as we add stuff to the room, though, it'll yeah, sound better and better just because, uh, I mean, this room, in theory, should be better than... The basement. basement because it's more of an open space there where it's just a, a small closed off room yeah but anyways yeah i just i love that i have kind and of my nerd nerd field cave absolutely and eventually when we start doing our video podcasts as well because apparently that's where 
the genre is going yeah y'all yeah. listeners will be able to see what our office looks like yeah and, and frick does that mean i'm gonna have to like, like actually get dressed when we do these i know wait yeah. i don't like record in the nude i'm in my yeah, pajamas yeah. <laughs> we are we are uh we're into twosomes and being nudists we that's we we actually we didn't tell you guys this we actually moved to a nudist colony yeah so we were like we are colonizers why don't we move to a colony that's exactly what we were thinking that's that was a thought process so yeah. i'm just you know my my dirty butt is on my dirty chair just picture picture that stop if it. you will listeners stop it okay so okay. So, so so listeners yes we are thinking about doing a some sort of video it's not going to be amazing or anything like that but the idea is that potentially to start out like having because editing is a lot of work and liz puts a lot into that and i'd be more the video guy and i'm too fucking lazy to edit this <laughs> thing thing and stuff so potentially just putting an uh, the raw uncut the, the, versions we're of gonna us. we're gonna we're gonna raw dog you stop it uh with our podcast so you can listen to the clean edited version on your podcast wherever podcasts are sold yeah because or we you can potentially in the future soonish maybe watch us on youtube and watch all the stuff that uh is too hot for itunes yeah you know we don't actually edit that much out. No, but sometimes I talk about inappropriate people things. I know and I know. and bad stuff that they've done in the past. Yeah, and uh, I don't name names, but I thought it was great content that Liz cut out. <laughs> I'm not upset about that. Clearly, so yeah, this is like the third time you brought it up. Yeah, yeah, it was it was really funny. So <laughs> yeah, well. and then you'll and then you'll hear uh, you'll get to see us be like, hey, Jasper, shut up. Yeah, that is that Stop happens it. a lot. Oh, close your mouth. It smells. <laughs> <laughs> That's mostly what we cut out. <laughs> yeah. The dogs. <laughs> yeah. So anyways, um, that's kind of a tease of what we're hopefully going to be doing in the future. Kind of And our that Dakota out. Recommends episode. Oh, yeah. We still got to do that. We, we bought a new board game, Root, that we haven't had a chance to play yet. But I'd love to do that, record something, figure out a name for it also, what the podcast Yeah, if you guys be, have cause... any um, recommendations for Dakota Recommends. Yeah. Chances are I won't listen to them and I'll come up with something different. But, you know, you can throw them out anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, yeah. this house is amazing. I can't wait until... It's fun. Finished. It's it's until it's finished. <laughs> ah, now I have to leave it in. <laughs> Damn straight you do. Okay. All right. So many of us in the West know what Halloween or about Halloween. We spend October 31st either wearing costumes and getting free candy or handing that free candy out. Or but burning crosses. Just stop. We're not the Ku Klux Klan. Oh. Well, I mean, like, I wasn't doing it as a KKK thing. I'm not. I was more like like doing it as a devil worship thing. Oh, got it. Okay. 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 <laughs> like, it's different. Okay. <laughs> like, we don't like to be associated with those fucks. Okay. Mm-hmm. I. I wear like a black cloak, a instead black of a white cloak. cloak. Yeah, yeah, got it. They totally stole our idea. They did okay? those losers. Yeah. But where did this holiday come from? Where well, did it go? Where did it come from? Dakota uh, Ijo. Halloween's origins date back to the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. So we spell that S A M H A. I-N? How do you say that? S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Can you spell Sawin? 
Can you imagine if that was <laughs> that was like an episode of Dora the Explorer? Can you spell Sawin? Yeah. And like it's like um I don't know. There's you know there's there's swipe or no swiping, but it's like you know um devil no possessing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just I, I mentioned how to spell it because if you were reading it, you'd be like Samhain, but it's Samhain. Yeah. yeah, how do you spell it? S A M H A I N. What? Yeah, it's Celtic. Celtic um, Celtic letters are pronounced differently. Is the word baloney also Celtic? No, because that word is baloney. Uh, so we call it Samhain, and it means summer's end. The Celts, who lived 2,000 years ago, mostly in the area that is now Ireland, the United Kingdom, and northern France, celebrated their new year on November 1st. This day marked the end of summer and the harvest and the beginning of the dark, cold winter. Celts believed that on the night before the new year, the boundary between the worlds of the living and the dead became blurred. And on the night of October 31st, they celebrated Samhain, when it was believed that the ghosts of the undead returned to the earth. In addition to causing trouble and damaging crops, Celts thought that the presence of the otherworldly spirits made it easier for the Druids, or the Celtic priests, to make predictions about the future. For a people entirely dependent on the volatile natural world, these prophecies were an important source of comfort during the long, dark winter. To commemorate the event, Druids built huge sacred bonfires where the people gathered to burn crops and animals as a sacrifice to the Celtic deities. During the celebration, the Celts wore costumes typically consisting of animal heads and skins and attempted to tell each other's fortunes. Ancient Celtic people marked Samhain as the most significant of the four quarterly fire festivals. It takes place at the midpoint between the fall equinox and the winter solstice. During this time of year, hearth fires in family homes were left to burn out while the harvest was gathered. After the harvest work was complete, the celebrants would join the Druid priests to light a community fire using a wheel that would cause friction and spark flames. The wheel was considered a representation of the sun and used along with prayers. Participants took a flame from the communal bonfire back to their home to relight the hearth. Because Celts believed that the barrier between worlds was breachable during Samhain, they prepared offerings that were left outside villages and fields for fairies, or sids as they called them. Sids? Yeah. They called the fairies sids? Yes, I'm now, I'm now. I'm probably saying that wrong because, like I said, like different letters. And yeah, different it's probably in Celtic. It, it's probably like instead of sids, it's like simibid. That's probably what it that's is. probably how it's actually pronounced. Yeah, it's like Samhain is salmon. <laughs> that's right. That's how it's Samhain. Samhain. Sam. Samhain. It's now it's fucking uh, Japanese. No, no, no. Well, actually, yeah, I can see how you were thinking that. I was more thinking, um, like, what's what's Thor's. Oh, uh, Norse. Norse. Like, Sam Hein. Ah, uh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. They like the word Hein. They do, duh. Because they love Heinies. That's what it, that means. So, okay, I want to jump back a bit. Sorry, they they wear animal heads? Yep. That's, that's weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we Lo- wear a, masks. A bit. It's the same sort of idea. We oh, just don't okay. Like... You didn't let me say what I was going to say, Got which it. was... Based on your answer, I'm going to judge you harshly. Got it. You have been judged harshly. Thank you. Because you think that wearing an animal head, say I were to just, well, actually, okay. I was going to talk about the skull of my son, Jasper, (laughs) but (laughs) in Pokemon. I was going to say the Cubone. Cubone. Yeah. Where's the skull of its dead mother? (laughs) So is it that weird that they wore animal heads? I think not. 
You're right, because Pokemon does it too, so therefore it is, it's all right. It is. So, little son, when you di- when you die, Snow. your your hide is mine. <laughs> For Halloween, yeah, you can wear it. No, always. I'm just gonna be like, I'm gonna be so sad when he dies that I'm just gonna. I know. Wrap my body in his. Oh, gross. Like, ah, son, come back to me. This is getting depressing. It is. Yes. So let's go back to our fairies. They're leaving offerings out uh, in the fields for the... For the fairies. Yes. Okay. Um, That's a... um, Interesting. I mean, modern witches still leave offerings for the fairies. Well, I was going to say, did you ever read the tale of Spiderwick Chronicles? No. Oh, it's a... It's a fantastic uh, series yeah. of books, okay. and they they left these little fruits out for these fairies. And when they when the fairies eat them, I think that then they can see the fairies or something like that. So, anyway, Spiderwick Chronicles. Okay, it's very short. I read it in grade school. Yes, and then I I was like, this is so awesome, and I read it to um, my sister, and she um, they, they ended up not having the fifth fifth one in the library oh no so years later only a few years ago i found it and i read it to her as a dramatic reading Aww. i love doing the voices and stuff like that it's awesome and if you just want to watch the movie it, you'll it, you might be familiar with bates motel's freddie highmore no is that the, the good boy? the good doctor oh yes i know him the good doctor yeah he he um he plays twins in that movie oh. And Seth Rogen does the voice of a moblin or goblin. (laughs) Moblins from Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Continue. All right. So speaking of the animal hides and heads, they would Mm. wear them uh, so that monsters and fairies were not tempted to kidnap them. (laughs) They're like, if I kidnap that guy, that guy's going to wear my skin. He's going to become the kidnapper. (laughs) Well, I think it was more so like, I like that joke, but I think it was more so... (laughs) <laughs> I think it was more so that they were like, if I dress like this animal, they won't think I'm a human, so they won't try to kidnap me. Right. Because they don't want to, they don't kidnap boars or wolves. That's right. Yeah. So some specific monsters associated with Samhain include a shape-shifting creature called a puka, which would receive harvest offerings from the field. Puka means goblin, um, and since it's a shape-shifter, it can take any form it likes. Generally, it is seen as a dark, sleek horse with a long, wild, flowing mane and luminescent luminescent golden eyes. But it could also show up as a dog, a rabbit, a goat, a goblin, or even an old man. Oh, sexy. <laughs> it enjoys... Yeah, old men are sexy. A puka enjoys creating havoc and mischief and mm. stealing the odd child. <laughs> Who doesn't, though? Am I right? <laughs> I mean, like, every once in a while, I'm like, you know what I haven't done? Kidnapping in a while. But, you know, I thought of an idea for a game. It's a it's a Halloween-themed Pokemon game okay. called Pokemon. Oh, I love okay? that. Yeah, yeah, where you try to catch this horse, but it actually catches you. Because oh, yeah. you're a 10-year-old child in yeah. Pokemon. So you're like, I got to catch these Pokemon. And then they're, they're like... Actually, I'm going to catch you. <laughs> I think you should patent that. Copyrighted. It's. I feel here. like the Nintendo don't fuck around. They will sue the shit out of me. <laughs> That's fair. So the Puka also love to harass weary travelers. So to keep one at bay, you need to know how to handle it. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> For example. <laughs> it's a... 
It's like it's like dealing with women. Am I right? Oh, 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 oh. It would have been better if you'd said it. It'd be like dealing with females. Yes, I am an incel. First. I'm a nice guy. Stop. For example, if one tried to entice you to climb on its back, you had to comply. You'd get a wild ride, but the creature wouldn't harm you. Households that wanted to be spared the abuse of a puka would leave offerings out for them, and it was critical to leave something good and place it far away from the village and your children, just in case. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I have a joke there. I'm just like, uh, you know, that's wild. Another spirit from Samhain is the Lady Gwyn, who is a headless woman dressed in white who chases night wanderers and is accompanied by a black pig. She is evil and vindictive, and I really wish I could find more about her, but uh, that was all I could find. Is, is <laughs> she has anyone, a pig and no head. Is anyone else in this room getting a little hot and bothered? <laughs> she sounds a little <laughs> sexy. Stop it. By 43 AD, the Roman Empire had conquered the majority of the Celtic territory. In the course of the 400 years that they ruled the Celtic lands, two festivals of Roman origin were combined with the traditional Celtic celebration of Samhain. The first was Feralia, not for alligator, because I knew you were going to think that. <laughs> I wasn't actually, but, oh. but, but good work. That's a that's a Pokemon. This and is it's a very, his favorite Pokemon. It, it, it's well, it's it's in my top five. Arcanine. If you look at the picture behind that's me, true. Arcanine to the to the that way. Yeah, that's but my favorite. That's for and that's for alligator on yeah, the picture. Yeah, so I was close. You were yeah. No, no. That, to the fact he that you was got your that. Friend. He was my best friend growing up. Yes. In Pokemon and Arcanine Silver. Was not. That's a good point. That's so, a good point. I, I, uh, I was, I was a sad child. Oh. <laughs> All right. So Feralia, it was the day. It was a day in late October where Romans traditionally commemorated the passing of the dead, and then the second uh, festival that they combined it with was a day to honor Pomona, the Roman goddess of fruit and trees. The symbol of Pomona is the apple. My Pomona. And the incorporation of this celebration into Samhain probably explains the tradition of bobbing for apples that exists on Halloween today. Do people do Apparently that out, outside of fairs? I mean, <laughs> or is that just where they? I do think that? it was like more in like the fifties. Yeah, and like they're, as they're like more they're like we don't have iPhones here, so we're just gonna stick our head in a in a in a, in a bucket, bucket of, water. of water that other people have stuck their heads into. <laughs> possibly spitting out like i just feel like it's backwash central over here in the 50s but we we've got nothing better to do so we're gonna bop for apples hey that's right in 609 ad pope boniface the fourth dedicated the pantheon in rome so that's the big building that was known as the house of gods mm. uh, he dedicated it in honor of all christian martyrs thus the catholic feast of all martyrs day was established in the western church Later, Pope Gregory III expanded the festival to include all saints, as well as all martyrs, and moved the observance of this day from May 13th to November 1st. By the 9th century, the influence of Christianity had spread into Celtic lands, where it gradually blended and took over the older Celtic rites. Then, in 1008... <gasps> it's snowing outside! Oh my god, stop. What the shit? Get back to the Halloween, please. Huh? <laughs> Well, no, no, this is this is important information for the podcast. It's true. Fuck's sakes, continue. <laughs> then, in 1000 AD, the church made November 2nd All Souls Day, which is different than All Saints Day, mm, I, uh... which I learned today, or when I was writing this. Uh, it was a day to honor the dead. The church was attempting to replace the Celtic Festival of the Dead with a related church-sanctioned holiday, which we know from our Christmas uh, episodes and our lots of our episodes that the church loved to do that. Yes. 
All Souls Day was celebrated similarly to Samhain, with big bonfires, parades, and dressing up in costumes as saints, angels, and devils. But no animal heads this time? No animal heads, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) The All Saints Day celebration was also called All Hallows, or All Hallowmas, and the night before it, the traditional night of Samhain in the Celtic religion began to be called All Hallows Eve. Yeah, yeah, that's what I, I was like, this sounds familiar, that's the thing. Yeah, and eventually Halloween. Neither new holiday did away with the pagan aspects of the celebration, and trick-or-treating is said to have been derived from the ancient Scottish and Irish practices in the nights leading up to Samhain. In Ireland, mumming was the practice of putting on costumes, going door-to-door, and singing songs to the dead. Mumming? Mumming. Oh, (laughs) okay. And cakes would be given back as payment, so trick-or-treating, essentially. Cakes? Yep. Now they give us little fucking chocolate bars, and I say that like I'm still trick-or-treating. <laughs> well, I did until grade 12. That's so. fair. Once Christianity became established in the Celtic regions, young unmarried men would parade around on Halloween, going to houses and calling for gifts to the spirits. It was a time when the hard work of the harvest was done so they could indulge in some pranks and let off steam. <laughs> in Scotland, the groups of young men were called geezers, but spelt like G-U-I-S-E-R-S. Goozers. Uh, because they wore disguises. Oh, you, you and if, and if we, they were in Canada, we'd call them, you goddamn goozers. <laughs> Another ritual adopted from the Celts was pumpkin carving, mm. which held religious significance. The jack-o'-lantern custom consists of placing fire, which imitates the good magic of the sun, inside a hollowed-out vegetable, which represents the harvest. It was done in the hopes that the good magic would help to preserve the harvested food throughout the dark half of the year, until the next growing season could replenish the community's food stocks. Interestingly, the jack-o'-lantern the, the jack-o'-lantern became associated with a fun little Irish folktale of a guy named Stingy Jack. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you his story, because okay. I was just like, I like this story, it's funny. As the story goes, several centuries ago in Ireland, there lived a drunkard named Jack. He was known throughout the land as a deceiver and a manipulator. One fateful night, Satan overheard the tale of Jack's evil deeds and silver tongue. Unconvinced and a little jealous of the rumors, the devil went to find out for himself whether or not Jack lived up to his vile reputation. Typical of Jack, he was drunk and wandering through the countryside at night when he came upon a body on his cobblestone path. The body, with an eerie grimace on its face, turned out to be the devil himself. Jack realized that this was his end. Satan had finally come to collect his malevolent soul. So, Jack made a last request. He asked the devil to let him to drink ale before he departed to hell. Finding no reason to say no, Satan took Jack to the local pub and supplied him with many alcoholic beverages. (laughs) Just the best drinking buddy. Upon quenching his thirst, Jack asked Satan to pay the tab for the ale, much to Satan's surprise, because he didn't carry any money. Jack convinced him to turn himself into a silver coin with which to pay the bartender and to change back when he wasn't looking. (laughs) Satan did, impressed with Jack's unyielding nefarious tricks. You are a sneaky son of a bitch, Jack. Shrewdly, Jack stuck the now Satan coin into his pocket, which also contained a crucifix. The crucifix's presence kept the devil from escaping the coin form, and this coerced Satan to agree to Jack's demand. In exchange for Satan's freedom, Satan had to spare Jack's soul for 10 years. Oh. So 10 years after the date, Jack naturally found himself again in the devil's presence. Mm -hmm. 
Jack happened upon Satan in the same setting, and he seemingly accepted that it was his time to go to hell for good. As Satan prepared to take him, Jack asked if he could have one apple to feed his starving belly. Foolishly, Satan once again agreed to Jack's request. As Satan climbed the branches of a nearby apple tree... (laughs) I love this story. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Jack surrounded its base with the crucifixes. Satan, frustrated at the fact that he had been entrapped once again, demanded his release. You got me again, you old son of a bitch! (laughs) As Jack did before, he made a second demand. That Satan would never take his soul to hell, and having no choice, the devil agreed and was set free. So I'm like, but okay, if the devil can turn himself into a coin, but then get stuck in a tree because there's crucifixes at the bottom of the tree. I just make sure you can't climb back down. Like, like we need a firefighter to come and get Satan out of the tree. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But, but like, also, why didn't Jack make that, like, you can never take me to hell the first time? I don't know. Why wasn't he, like, 10 years? Like, it's like he panicked and he's like, I wanna, like, I don't take my soul for 10, 10 years. And then later he's like, fuck, I should have said forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So eventually the drinking took its toll on Jack and he died. Stingy Jack's soul prepared to enter heaven through the gates of St. Peter, but he was stopped. Jack was told by God that because of his sinful lifestyle of deceitfulness and drinking, he was not allowed into heaven, which like that wouldn't happen. But anyways. Oh, Jack, I have heard that you are a sneaky son of a bitch. (laughs) Um, Jack then went down to the gates of hell and begged for a mission into the underworld. Satan, fulfilling his obligation to Jack, could not take his soul. Begged for a mission into the underworld? Like just so he wasn't stuck in limbo? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. That's interesting that that is better than being stuck in limbo. Yeah. So Satan gave Jack an ember, and Jack is now doomed to roam the world between the planes of good and evil, with only an ember inside a hollowed turnip to light his way. Wait, so he is stuck in limbo then? Yeah. He walks the planes of evil with a little... So if you're out Mm. at nighttime and you see a glowing little ember inside a turnip, it's probably (laughs) Inside a a turnip? Yeah. So anyway, so that's how the hollowed out pumpkins have become jack-o'-lanterns because of that sort of association. That's that's cool. That is a that is a fun story. It is a fun story. Thank what you. a sneaky son of a bitch. Yes. So when the British colonized America, they brought some of their Halloween traditions with them. As these beliefs meshed with those of the First Nations there, a distinctly American version of Halloween began to emerge. The first celebrations inc- included things called play parties, which were public events held to celebrate the harvest. Neighbors would share stories of the dead, tell each other's fortunes, dance, and sing. Colonial Halloween festivities also feature the telling of ghost stories and the mischief-making of all kinds. By the middle of the 19th century, annual autumn festivities were common, and by the second half of the 19th century, America experienced another wave of immigrants, this time those from Ireland who were fleeing the Irish potato famine. This group of people helped to popularize the celebration of Halloween nationally. Borrowing from these new traditions, Americans began to dress up in costumes and go house to house asking for food or money, a practice that eventually became today's trick-or-treating. Young women believed that on Halloween they could divine the name or appearance of their future husbands by doing tricks with yarn, apple parings, or mirrors. There was also a bit of a push to make Halloween a holiday about community and less about ghosts and deaths. And at the turn of the century, Halloween parties for both children and adults became the most common way to celebrate the day, where they focused on games, foods of the season, and festive costumes. There are also a number of Halloween traditions that have been forgotten today. Many of these rituals focused on the future instead of the past, and the living instead of the dead. 
So I already talked about the women trying to figure out who their future husband would be. And along similar lines in Scotland, fortune tellers recommended that an eligible young woman name a hazelnut for each of her suitors and then toss the nuts into the fireplace. The nut that burned to ashes rather than popping or exploding represented the girl's future husband. Another superstition was that if a young woman ate a sugary concoction made out of walnuts, hazelnuts, and nutmeg before bed on Halloween night, she would dream about her future husband. Other rituals were competitive, and at some Halloween parties, the first guest to find a burr on a chestnut hunt would be the first to marry. <laughs> and at others, the first successful apple bobber would be the first one down the aisle. You know, I'm I'm laughing at these things. Oh, this is stupid. But then we also do the thing where it's like we throw the the bouquet and the mm-hmm. next person, the person who catches it, they're next. That's right. You know, so, so yeah. Yeah. So and humans have been stupid forever. <laughs> it's true. And I couldn't figure out why, like, love rituals were associated with Halloween. Like, I get the whole, like, looking into the future, but, like, yeah. it was, like, mostly who's who am I going to marry? But anyways, and, yeah. Oh, and it makes sense why they were using lots of things related to nuts. Because men have nuts. have nuts. You got it. You got it. That makes sense now. Yeah. Um. So I don't have a good conclusion for this. So Dakota, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was really interesting. I think, uh, you know, it's crazy how, I mean, I'll go back to the, the wearing of the animal heads. That's yeah. just a this weird thing. And, you know, just lots of weird traditions in general that, I don't know, it's just interesting to see what Halloween has become based on, you know, where it started mm-hmm. and how, like, yeah, jack-o'-lanterns came from this story of, Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I thought I thought it was interesting. Uh, I I give it a good a good rating. I, mm-hmm. I I think I will give this uh, eight. Oh wow. Jack O. Sneaky son of a bitches. <laughs> out of ten. Perfect. Love that. Yeah, I think um, it was interesting doing the research because, uh, like, kind of. There wasn't a lot from about the 1800s to now. Yeah. Just in the the articles that I was looking at. I'm sure mm-hmm. there was more if I had dug a little bit deeper. But Yeah, but like you weren't doing your job. Yeah, so. and I'm never doing my job. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I just think it's interesting. It was like a celebration of the harvest, mm-hmm. um, a time to like reflect on the dead and like yeah. kind of communicate with that. And the whole idea that the Samhain is the night that the barrier between the living and the dead is um the the thinnest mm-hmm. uh, so we've kept some of those traditions like the ghosty stuff but less about the harvest part of it yeah. so eh, it's interesting what, what, okay and i think instead of doing pumpkins for jack-o'-lanterns we should do turnips we could i mean that's what originally it was yeah. it was like turnips we but now do, it's pumpkins we should be just fucking elitist about halloween <laughs> and be like when people ask like why do you have a candle inside your carved out turnip be be like well actually let Let me me tell you the origins of halloween (laughs) you guys are doing it wrong we should absolutely do that yeah yeah well that's all we have for this week we'd like to thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to hang out with us if you enjoyed listening to what we had to say please download our podcast from wherever you get your podcasts leave a review or tell your friends about us because indie podcasts really do grow through word of mouth and if you want to stay in contact, you Grover? can follow us on... What? Is it Grover? 
And if you want to stay in contact, you can follow us on Instagram at the Relaxedhistorian. I'm not great at my Grover, but I'm going to go with it. Or leave us a tip at buymeacoffee.com slash thehistorian. You can also shoot us an email to or with show ideas or corrections you may have noted to the relaxedhistorian at gmail. That would be great to uh, for a video. Absolutely. To see, because uh, the thing is, like, you know, I'm gesturing all over the place. Well, I do a lot of voices on this show. You know, I'm like, <laughs> you know, I'm trying to get work as like a voice actor and all that. <laughs> I just want to like, like impress people and stuff. But um, yeah, I don't know. I just think it'd be interesting to see me do the, do those voices because I'm I, I I put my whole whole body you into really it. Do. You know, so, uh, so so we'll see you next week, same time. Same place. And why'd you steal my line? It's, uh, it's, uh, I don't have a good rebuttal. I just like. You're just fucking stingy Jack over there. I'm just stingy Jack. And just, just listeners, I want you to heed my warning. If a friend ever asks you to climb a tree to get you <laughs> an apple, say either do it your fucking self or why don't I just get a ladder? We're not <laughs> fucking 10 years old, you know? D- like, absolutely. Be smarter than the devil. That's right. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.